Hey, this is Alana. I want to chat with you today about some of the myths that we might be carrying around when it comes to writing fast versus writing slow. There are myths and there are misconceptions that impact kind of both sides of this that we're going to cover. And sometimes these things can actually turn into ways where we are actually self-sabotaging ourselves, our productivity, our writing. So first of all, let's talk about some of the myths people believe about authors who write really fast. So one of the most prevalent myths is that you either have to choose quality or quantity, right? You either have to choose great prose or good speed. And this is pervasive. Even if you don't consciously like sit down and talk to your friend and say something like, I can't believe this author writes a book every three weeks. It must be really bad writing, right? Most of us are never going to say that. And most of us are never even going to logically and consciously think it. But it's kind of ingrained in us, this this kind of myth of the, the struggling artist who pours their heart and soul into like the one great novel that took them 10 years to write. You know, like we kind of get that even from like high school English classes or literature classes or things like that. Definitely for people who are in a like a creative writing field and have gotten actual training, you know, like higher education training in creative writing, this can really turn into one of the common myths that gets perpetuated is that if you write fast, then you are sacrificing quantity. And most of us subconsciously are going to want to protect ourselves from being seen as lackluster authors. And so if we believe that the only way to be a really good author is to write slow, then subconsciously, we might be sabotaging ourselves and forcing ourselves to slow down because we don't want to be associated with somebody that we think of as not a good author. Jealousy can come in here too. So maybe you're a two book a year author and you have an author friend who's a book a month author and you're jealous of them. And so the way you rationalize it in your head is, well, that author doesn't write as good of quality as books as I do. And that's kind of how you make yourself feel okay about not writing as fast. But what you're doing is you're perpetuating that myth in yourself that people who write fast write worse books, which means since you don't wanna write worse books, you're going to subconsciously keep yourself kind of sabotaged to write slow. And I want to throw in here right now, you don't have to write a book a month, you can, you can write a book a year, you can write a book a decade. Each person has their own speed, which is gonna work well for them. What I'm talking about though, is when we are subconsciously holding ourselves back from what we could be doing because of some of these myths and fears. Similarly, there's this myth that good prose just takes tons of mental energy, right? We have this dichotomy and we'll use language like literary fiction versus genre fiction. And we've got this sort of connotation, right, across the indie uh, publishing sphere and even the traditional publishing sphere that there's kind of this massive distinction between literary works and pulp fiction. And the idea is that literary is hard and time consuming and draining and you've got to ruin yourself and your relationships in order to give your all to art. But I want you to think about like the, the very best writer's high you've ever been on I'm sure what came out of that amazing writer's high was fabulous writing. 
yeah, maybe it needed to be edited, but you know, even literary fiction, the kind that is slow and dragging needs to be edited. And so um, it's another myth to really just dispel that the really, really quality work that it, uh, um, uh, withstands the test of time, right? This The stuff that's destined to become a classic, or at least has the potential to become a classic, that that takes work and drudgery Sometimes it comes to you fast and you write and you're in the flow and there's there's really no difference qualitatively versus the prose that you write when you're in total flow state versus the prose you write where it feels like drudgery. And so like all of the possibilities are there. You could write junk and it feels drudgery. You can write quality that feels drudgery. You can write really, really fast and have it turn out junk, or you can write really, really fast and have it turn out golden. <laughs> and so it doesn't really, they don't impact each other as much as we think that they do. And so we can sort of dispel the myth that the really amazing literary classics have to feel like heavy lifting. Here's one that really slowed me down in my writing, and that was the faster I write, the more work I'm going to give myself, which sounds totally obvious, but I'm not even talking about just the writing. I mean that if I write a book a month, that means I'm going to have to, you know, hire an editor every month, a cover designer every month. I'm going to have to clean up messier manuscripts because if I'm writing faster, I'm writing messier. And so there's this idea that if we become more productive, we're going to make ourselves more stressed out and our subconscious is going to try to protect us from being stressed out by saying, hey, don't worry about it, slow down. And so for sure, we need to be careful about things like burnout. We need to make sure that we are prioritizing our health, our creativity, our stamina, and that we are working in a way that is sustainable in the long term. But that doesn't mean that writing faster is necessarily going to make more work for you. This is where you could start hiring some outside help. One of the best things I ever did for getting over my own kind of fear of writing faster is I hired a first draft editor whose only job is to clean up my typos. And that way I can write as fast as I want without having in the back of my head, this is going to be so much work to clean up. Um, there are ways that you can do this and presumably... If you're writing faster, it means you're publishing more, which means you're making more money, which means you can afford to hire more help. This also kind of comes into play with this idea of like the writing the book for most of us is really, really fun, but publishing through marketing can feel like a lot of drudgery. And so if you've got a 40 book backlist, that can feel hard to manage. It means, okay, every single time I write a new book, I need to make ads for it. I need to email my newsletter about it. I need to add it to my website. There's a lot of jobs that go into the follow through to get your book from written to published to marketed. And again, if we've got this fear that the more books we write, the more work we're making for ourselves, we are potentially going to subconsciously hold ourselves back from writing faster because we're trying to protect ourselves from getting more work. So again, this is where having good systems in place can definitely help. So you have a checklist, right? Um, I created a checklist for my editing process. It used to be I would edit my book, send it to my various editors and keep going till I felt it was done. And it got really hard to remember, like once I even sent a manuscript to my editor that she had already edited. 
because I had forgotten. And so I made myself a flow chart where every single book went through the same number of edits and the same number of steps. And I just kept track of where each book was in that step. So those are ways you can kind of create systems so that this becomes less of an issue. Same thing with marketing. I've got my seven ad checklist and basically for Amazon ads, every time I have a new book, it's the seven ads that I can make. I don't need to recreate the wheel each and every time. So there are definitely ways as you become more productive and more prolific, there are ways that you can create systems so it doesn't feel like you've got as much work. So those are some lies that can keep us from writing faster. The next thing I want to talk about are myths that can stop us from um, taking the time that we actually need, right? Some of us are subconsciously slowing ourselves down in a way that can hurt our productivity, but others of us have bought into myths or lies that are causing us to work at a speed that is not sustainable or healthy for the long term. So a huge myth is that you must publish a book a month or you're going to lose all of your momentum on Amazon, right? There's the talk about the 30-day cliff. And if you don't release something in this 30-day window, or some people call it a 90-day window, Amazon's just going to totally forget about you. Now, there are for sure ways to work on increasing your visibility. Getting your rank up in Amazon is one of those ways, but it's not quite as dramatic as people like to make you believe it is. It's not like you sell mediocrely for 30 days and then you hit that 30 day cliff and on day 31, your book sales drop to zero, right? It's not like that. You can have a bad launch. You can have a lackluster launch. You can write a book not launch it at all, like not publish it. And then six months later, learn how to do ads and market that book. So the launch really for most of us is not as important as some people say it is. The one exception will be if you've got, if your entire strategy is about getting really, really high in the ranks in order for the increased visibility and the page reads that can come from that, you're going to have to pay more attention to your launch. But for authors who have multiple marketing strategies that include not only the launch, but ads and evergreen marketing strategies, like having your email list um, being put into a backlist automation. So they're getting news about your books, you know, year round, things like that. Those things make it so that you don't need to sell a certain number of books in 30 days in order to be a successful writer. You don't need to publish a book a month. There are some genres that are going to do better, right? The more books you've got, there are some really, really, really voracious genres where the readers want a lot. And if you're in one of those genres, yes, it's a good idea to write as fast as you can, but you do not need to like publish a book a month in order to make your career happen. Might be helpful, it might even be advisable, but there are many other ways to be successful as an author. So the bottom line is to find out, first of all, what works well for you, how much can you comfortably write, and not just over the next three months, but like over the next 10 years, what's the pace that you can sustain? You can keep in mind like hustling really, really, really hard can be great for a set time. But eventually, most people are going to need to slow down eventually. You don't ever want to turn into something that just feels like a fiction factory. You want to keep the love, keep the spark, keep the energy. You want to not have a ton of pressure. 
So really, you need to find out kind of where you fall on the spectrum of fast publishing versus not fast publishing and decide what is sustainable for you. What can you maintain year in and year out? What are your readers expecting from you and how realistic is that? So these are all the questions to ask yourself and then to take it a level deeper is what subconscious blocks might be holding you back and might be causing you to be writing faster or slower than you should be, right? So maybe you've bought into the fast authors don't write as high a quality. And so you're deliberately or at least subconsciously slowing yourself down. Or maybe it's the total opposite. Maybe you're writing too fast in a way that is not sustainable and that becomes unenjoyable because you believe that it's the only way to be successful as an author when there are lots of authors making a very good living not doing rapid release um you know a book to four books a year right so you find what works well for you what's sustainable for you and then you can find a way to work that into your launch strategies your marketing strategies and so on. So this is just a reminder, there are many, many ways to be productive and prolific. And I hope that you find a way that works perfectly for you and your schedule and your life right now.